All right. There we go. Another another night. It is Thursday, not Wednesday, because yesterday was my birthday. I enjoyed it as much as much as I could. But today we're back. We're back, and it's my turn to talk about something. A topic. We're getting closer to the start of the season. Three weeks away from tonight, we hope the Texans and the Chiefs will start what could be a very complex 2020 season. But for now, we are continuing our look into our previews of of situations. And today and tonight, we have our top 10 list of head coaches. And like I said, it's kind of complex as well because, you know, it's not who's a great team and who's got their act together. It's basically compared to what we had last week with the quarterbacks. It's a body of work when it comes to the head coaches. It's a body of work. So some coaches are going to be viewed higher than others, even though their teams are better. So before we start, what's your take? What do you, you know, what, 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 before we start, how you think of this list? Well, yeah, I mean, when you talk about the best, it, it's you gotta have uh, you gotta have more than one good year, okay? Um, I mean, there might be some guys on the list that are that have only been coaching for a couple of years, but when you're getting up to the top five, especially, you know, you gotta have a Super Bowl title. You gotta have uh, um, you gotta have coached for more than five years at least, I would say, and have been successful in that period. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's more than just the one or two seasons where you're good. That that just makes you like the, the, you know, the hot shot. You know, the new kid on the block that everybody's like everybody's drooling over. But that doesn't mean that you get that the longevity either. Yeah, because like I said, to be a head coach, it's it's a very important job. It might be even a, a harder job than being a quarterback because there's only 32 of them, and you're co- and you're in control of an entire organization, uh, an entire team. You know, you have to pick out your coaches, your coordinators. I mean, obviously, they have to make you look good. Even if you're not the best, you have they have to make you look good for for success to happen. And you know. Obviously, here in Philly, we've had a whole magnitude of coaches over the years. We've had great coaches like Andy Reid. We've had simpleton coaches like, like what's his name? Ah, I forgot his name. Who was here in the 90s after Buddy Ryan. You know, we have oh, Rich Cotite. Uh, Rich Cotite. Yeah, Rich Cotite. You know, simpleton coach. We had, we've had, And we've had coaches that were kind of weak, like Ray Rhodes. And guys that kind of overachieved, you know. I mean, like I said, to be a great head coach, you have to have everything right. And you have to have everything put together as much as you can. So, like I said, we're going to do it like we did last week. You give me your te- your 10th, I'll give you my 10th, 9th. You know, you know, you know how, the, how this story will go. So, for all, without further ado, go ahead. Who's your 10th best coach in the NFL right now. All right, yeah, man. And um, one other note before I get to that is um, after the, after we do this, we sh- there's some NFL news going on. Well, just general NFL 
in terms of um, we're officially into actual training camp practices now, and there have been a couple injuries, Eagles-related and a Feast-related, too, that we may want to discuss if we have some time. So, yeah, we'll we'll see when we get to it. We'll see yeah, if we get but, to it. All right. Uh, but, yeah, we'll start off at number 10. Um like I said, once you get to the elite category, I wouldn't say 10 is elite, but once you get to the elite category, you have to have Super Bowl titles. Um, number 10 does not have a Super Bowl title, but he is a guy that's been successful as a head coach, or pretty successful anyway. Um, I think this year he's going he's gonna to have a good year as well. I think he's gonna, um, he could make a run at a Super Bowl too, um, and that's Bruce Arians. He's, uh, last year was his first year in um, Tampa. They, they, they weren't that bad, but Jameis Winston was a guy that just was a turnover machine, and it really cost them, especially as the season went on. Um, they do have a really good – They did the defense really started to come together. Um, they have a really good coaching staff, and now you throw in Tom Brady. But, I mean, I look at Bruce Arians over – his six-year coaching career, he started off. Um, he took over the, the, as a as an interim head coach for the Colts for for pretty much a full season, um, and he did a great job there. It, it got him a head coaching job in Arizona, where the team was very good under him for a few years. In the end, he didn't win any Super Bowls. They, he, they, he's made the playoffs twice. His, his playoff record is 1-2, and two, but he does have a 58.9% winning percentage in the regular season. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's a very good head coach that just hasn't had as, as much talent around, around him as some of the other top head coaches in the NFL. But I think this year is the year where he can really prove himself as a top-notch Possibly top five, even head coach in the league. Yeah, like I said, I mean, he's got that potential, and he and he's on my list a little higher than that. Not that much higher, but you know, anybody that has Tom Brady in their possession, even though he's getting a little older, still has a their profile is going to be a little bit higher and and much more success with success on the in in tack. But my top, my number ten coach is a guy who, unfortunately, it's going to be in the NFC East, and he's a guy who's had a lot of success in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Won a Super Bowl together. They were consistently one uh, a dominant. You know, they were a dominant trio, or at least in the regular season they were. Postseason sometimes desire after that Super Bowl victory, but go to Mike McCarthy, even though he's. He hasn't coached in a year. He took the year off last year. He's whipped the Dallas Cowboys. And if and this roster, this Cowboy roster, is something to think about, you know, if you're an Eagles fan. I mean, if he's the coach he was from 2010 to 2016, that could be a problem this year for us. I mean, they have an offense that's ready to go with, you know, with C.D. Lamb. Maybe the best receiver in this 2020 draft. A defense that's, okay, yeah. They lost Gerald McCoy this week and he's done. 
But still, they have Emerson Griffin and Demarcus Lawrence and late and a healthy Leighton Vanderess, and that's a that's a dangerous D line. Even without McCoy, it's a much it's still a dangerous D line. And like I said, I can't say that Dallas is going to be a hor- a horrible team because they're not. They're going to be a threat. They're going to be a threat in this division. And if they win this division, there could be a, a threat further in the conference. And Mike McCarthy's he's a whole, whole hell of a lot better coach than Jason Garrett. You can agree with me. He may not be elite, elite, but he's won a Super Bowl. He's been consistent. And he somehow fits this this franchise. He fits this franchise. And we'll see what happens. But like I said, we're going to hear a lot from Mike McCarthy most likely. And, you know, we'll see what happens. So he's number 10 on my list. <laughs> yeah, I... I I'll tell you now, I don't even have him in my top ten. I got no respect for that guy. I think he's overrated. I've always thought he's overrated. Um, and I think the Cowboys are still not going to win a Super Bowl as long as he's there. All right. Well, we'll go on to number nine on our list. So go ahead. All right, number nine is a guy that he's not. he hasn't been coaching very long yet, but he's actually been very good in the NFL and he's uh, what he's done what he's done since he's been become a head coach has been pretty impressive he's taken a team that was an absolute laughing stock for many years he turned them into a playoff team two out of the three years he's been coaching so far in the league and this is a team that his first his first year as a head coach this team was supposed to be uh, kids said it was supposed to be considered a rebuilding year. They weren't supposed to be touching, coming anywhere near the playoffs. Instead, they made the playoffs. They and they took a step back year two, but that's because they had a rookie quarterback, and that was kind of their rebuilding year. Last year, they came out, played very well, got back into the playoffs. Really should have won it had it not been for some uh, some like one or two bad plays. But um, overall, this guy's done a great job since he's taken over, and that's Sean McDermott. Um, his record isn't super impressive or anything as a head coach, 25 and 23. But he, they, like again, two out of three years for the Buffalo Bills, they've made the playoffs, and that alone is impressive for a team that previously hadn't made the playoffs since the 90s. So. I'm putting Sean McDermott in here, and I think this year the Bills are going to take a major step forward. Yeah, like I said, you know McDermott obviously he is underrated. He he is an underrated coach, and obviously the Buffalo Bills he might turn out to be the best coach since Marv Levy. You know, think about it since Marv Levy, and that's a long that's 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 good that's good consideration. And Buffalo might be ready to take that next step, so we'll see what happens. But he is not, unfortunately, he he just missed my my top ten list. He's not on it. I put Bruce Arians at number nine. And like I said, like you have said previously, Bruce Arians has been a very respectable coach. He has a winning record. He was a great intern co- coach for the Colts in 2012. He's developed great, he's developed Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. And now he has one that's already set in, Hook, line, and sinkered for Canton in Tom Brady. 
And obviously, Tampa Bay is ready to make that that step, take that step to the postseason for the first time since since 2007. And like I said, obviously you can't worry about what happened last year. You know, Jameis Winston is not is no longer a part of this franchise. You don't have to worry about all, all the mistakes he made. Obviously, the defense did get better as the season went on, and they had. And if 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 it wasn't for Winston, they probably could have won ten games last year, in theory. But obviously, when you think about what Arians has done in this league, he obviously, like McDermott, is very underrated. He can. He has been in an NFC Championship game, and like I said, he has expectations. He has outside expectations for a, for a legit r- run in January this year. So you have Arians at 10. I have him at number 9. So there we go. All right, let's go to number 8 on our list. All right, well, um, number 8 is a guy that coming in the last year, he was the hot shot of the league in terms of head coaches. Um, he was coming off a Super Bowl loss, but everybody was has been was super high on him after his first two years coaching in the NFL. The last year was a major disappointment, and now he's, like we were talking about, longevity to become a, um elite top five head coach. He has to prove that he can not only win a Super Bowl, but um, last more than a couple years in this league as a top head coach. And that's Sean McVay. Over the first three years of his career, he's got a 33-15 and 15 record coaching in the regular season, 2-2 um, two and two in the playoffs, including that one Super Bowl loss. And he's made the playoffs obviously, obviously twice out of his three years. Um, he's got the potential to be a top, top-notch top head coach in the NFL. He's just outside that elite category. But he could get there with a few more years and a Super Bowl championship, and we'll see how that works out. But as of right now, he's done a great job in his first three, his first two years. Last year, like I said, was a disappointment. But, again, he has had a lot of recent success just making the Super Bowl in, in the last couple seasons. Um... That, that shows you that he's got something to go with. So, you know, he's not an elite guy yet, but he's, he's got that potential. Like I said, the Rams were, were a garbage team for like a decade before McVay was hired. Since then, the Rams have been a 500, have had, there are at least 10 games above 500. They've had a Super Bowl, they have a Super Bowl appearance, and obviously, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit. You know, plus he's my age, 34. So he is the youngest coach in, in the NFL. But he's obviously proved his worth. But still, he may need to pay some dues, you know, because being that young in, in a league of veterans who've coached longer than he's lived, you know, think about there's some coaches in this league that's coached longer than he has lived. Like Bruce Arians, like Andy Reid, like all the um, like Belichick and guys like that who've coached in this league, who've coached in football and then in this league longer than 1986, before 1986. So he's got a long way to go, 
I think, you know, long, you know, he's got a long road, I mean, not a long road, but he has a long time, you know, to build a legacy. And like I said, I mean, hopefully, like I said, he can get a lot out of the Rams before the Rams get a lot out of him. And that's what we hope for. But he's not my number eight guy on my list. This coach, you heard me say a lot last season. And obviously, as the season went on, I told you about this team. If they make the playoffs, they're going to make a run. And you actually picked them to beat Belichick. And he is responsible for beating Belichick and ending Tom Brady's run in Foxborough. A two-decade train of terror in the National Football League for that team. And he's a guy who worked under Belichick and played with Brady. And now he's a coach like like McVay on the up cup that could be considered elite not in the not-too-distant future, and that's Mike Vrabel. Like I said, there's not a lot of Belichick guys that have that's had a lot of success, but this guy is, is different. He knows what he's doing. And obviously, he took a team that was at crossroads midseason, changed the quarterback, gave Derrick Henry the ball, made the defense more aggressive, and they took a and they took off. They made the playoffs. They went they went to the NFC I mean the AFC championship game. They beat the Ravens. Uh that 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 hurts. Still hurts. But obviously Rabel's the guy that I look at as a guy I, I have to watch out for this year because Tennessee why they may not be once again favorites to win their division. I could see them being right there in the playoff mix again this year. And like I said, you have the best runner in the league in Derrick Henry. You know, you have an underrated quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. It's still questions if if if, if last year's run was a fluke or can he actually sustain. But I think Tannehill struggled early in his career. He got better in his in his last run in Miami. Sabotaged the team because of an injury. Lost his job. Got started as a backup in 2019, and then somehow turned it around and led them to to the AFC Championship game, and somehow got paid in the off season. So, Rabel's a guy you're gonna have to look out for in the next few years. And like I said, Tennessee, like I said. I don't know if they're going to lead into something, but last year was a prompt. Last year, what I expected, I got from this team. So, Vrabel's number eight. All right. Like I said, it's only the top ten list, so unfortunately, there's going to be some great coaches that will miss just miss that miss it. So, all right, let's go to number seven. All right. Well, my next guy here is a guy that um. When you look at his overall body of work, you would actually think he'd be higher, but um, he, his team has missed the playoffs the last two years, so he's, it, it's knocked him down the list a little bit. Otherwise, two years ago, I would have been putting this guy in the, in the top five for sure. Um, and that's it's Mike Tomlin. Um, guys, just they, the Steelers obviously – even going back to the Bill Cowher years, the Steelers have just been a consistently good playoff team. 
um, always um, always uh, competing for the Super Bowl. But like I said, the last two years they've missed the playoffs, and and that's hurting Tomlin in these rank- rankings here. But over the course of his career, head coaching career, he does have a 133-74-1 record, which is 64% winning percentage. Um, they've made the playoffs eight years out of his 13 years as a head coach. He's got one Super Bowl victory. He's made the Super Bowl and lost in another season. So that's two Super Bowl appearances. So, you know, just the, the simple fact that you he's made two Super Bowls, let alone made the playoffs eight out of 13 years and has a 64% winning percentage over the course of his career, he's got to at least be on the list. And not I'm not talking about, like, Kent either. I'm talking about higher up than, like, the, uh, the up-and-coming guys. So Tomlin's still on the list. If, if they miss the playoffs again this year, he might drop off a bit more. But Tomlin's at number seven for me. Well, Tomlin did make my list. And it's a toss-up between him and another coach that we're about to talk about that you know very well. So, unfortunately, you may not like what I'm about to put on this list compared to his ranking, but it does make kind of sense for where we're at in the last couple of years. And it's our it's our coach here in Philly, Dougie P. Doug Pearson is number seven. And for for some of his weaknesses in play and sometimes in play calling and strategies, he has he has that Andy Reid school. He's a school he's a, he's like he's he's like a son. If his son ever coached in this league you know, the unfortunate tragedy of his son. But if his son ever coached in the league, Dougie P would fit that description. And he really is like a son to him. And obviously, since he came into the league in 2016 as a head coach, the Eagles have obviously been very, very consistent. In 2017, they finally reached the plateau that everybody's been waiting for forever, a Super Bowl ring. And he played a big role in it. Obviously, having the the a great quarterback in Carson Wentz has helped Pearson a lot, similar to what Reed had with McDab in the previous Reed in a previous reign. But obviously, Pearson obviously deserves to be in this list for that reason. He has a ring. He's been consistent year in and year out the last several years. They've made the playoffs the last three years. He has four playoff victories. That's more than some guys on this list. And like I said, he's done a great job. He's done an exceptional job. Even though he still has some of his weaknesses, like I said, play calling sometimes. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. You know, there's still there's still some things that he has to improve on. If hopefully he has a long term. He's going to be here for the long term. That Super Bowl victory bought him a couple more years here in Philly. And obviously, hopefully we can be a contender again for another Labari Trophy down the road. If not this year, maybe. Hopefully. But, like I said, he's done a great, he's done a great job for what he's had and what he's put down and stuff. People claimed in 2016 when he was hired, he was the worst coach of, of any hire. When I think about the 2016 class of coaches that join teams, he's the only one still standing. And he has a ring. So, what does that tell you? 
He's overcome the lot of odds for what what for his reputation and what he was built to do. But Dougie P deserves to be on this list. We're not trying to be partial or biased, but he's done what he has to do as a, as a coach here at the moment to be on this top ten list. So Doug Peterson's number seven. All right, we'll go to number six. Number six, go ahead. All right, well, you said your number six and number seven were a toss-up. My number six and my number seven were a toss-up as well. Okay? Um, For me, number six, I'm looking at, like I said, you know, when you get to the top five, I need not just Super Bowl titles, but I need longevity. Um... Tomlin has that longevity and the Super Bowl titles. Number six for me, he hasn't been in the league long. He hasn't been head coach in the league, I should say, long enough to have that longevity, but he does have a Super Bowl title. And um, you had him at number seven, but I got Doug Peterson at number six. Um, And the difference between him and Tomlin is just the recent success. Um, Obviously, Peterson has been coaching for four years. Eagles have made the playoffs each of the last three. They won the Super Bowl in 2017 season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the guy has, like you said, he, he came onto this team. Everyone thought it was a joke that they hired him. Adam Gase was like the cream of the crop of the head coaching hires that year. We've seen what he's done. Pearson has, um, has done a great job of managing this team getting them to come up big in December and in the playoffs and um, and obviously the, the Super Bowl run. So, yeah, for me, I, I, I'm putting Peterson slightly above Tomlin just because of recent success. If we're obviously, if we're talking about the entire course of their coaching career, Tomlin would have the edge, but we're talking about best coaches right now. And even though it's not the same longevity, Peterson's the guy that's had way more success over the last few years. So, Peterson's number six. Well, like I said, you're absolutely right. We did toss-up, and you're absolutely right. We did do our toss-ups. And it's kind of hard because compared to last week's list, we're talking about today. And, And it's technically today, but what you have done in this league and what you can do as well. And Mike Tomlin, like I said, he's number six. Now, in 2016, these two coached, and Pearson was only his third game, and he beat Tomlin pretty easily. So we'll see what happens in this second matchup later on this season. This season. So, But I have Tomlin at number six, and you've already put down what you have thought about him and, and, and his success. And he's had a long you have he's had long term success with the Steelers. Like I said, there's a reason why the Steelers have only had three head coaches since nineteen sixty nine. Longevity, a great a great locker room presence, and the best front office one of the best front offices in the history of this league. Because, you know, you look at around the league, Cleveland and Detroit and other garbage teams they always change the head coach and the general managers. They have no consistency. They have no success. And that's what, you know, that's, you can't win like that. But the Steelers have been the model of consistency 
for the last 50 years. And for the last 13 of those, Mike Tomlin has obviously been at the at the front head. Like I said, you talked about his winning percentage, his record, two Super Bowl appearances, won the Super Bowl. One thing you didn't say, he's never had a losing record. Last year, the, the Steelers went 8-8. Eight and eight. They've never He's never finished under 500 in any of his 13 seasons as a head coach. And like I said, from me as as a as a as a black as a black man, you know, African Americans, there's not many of us that coach at the at the top level. So, I mean, obviously, I don't want to be too biased here, but compared to Tony Dungy, who's actually in the Pro Football Hall of Fame.